podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, here we go. One, two, three. All right. Now, can you hear us now? Oh, dear. What a disaster. <laughs> um, a bit like... Um, <laughs> you just talk for a minute so I can make sure there's audio coming out. All good now. That's good. Well, oh, well, you just was... missed some amazing pearls of wisdom. Some of the greatest analysis of well, all time. <laughs> wow, technical geniuses. So let's start again. We did it in French. We yes. did it fluent French. Let's just start. So look, Australia have won the toss and sent Kiwis in. A terrific start to the night for Australia. And then it was all Australia in the first 10 overs. The Kiwis got off to a very slow start, just getting to 57 at the halfway break. And then um, they really accelerated afterwards to make 172. Do you think they're short, Paul? Well, I kind of do, although I noticed that Crickviz at the innings break has New Zealand a 55% chance, and I, I have a lot of respect for their algorithm. So that gives me some pause for concern. Shane Watson in commentary sort of said that he didn't think the pitch was that good, but I just look at Kane Williamson, 85 from 48, strike rate of 177. He's not normally um, that expansive, and I'd like to think that if Williamson, classy player that he is, can score that quickly that some of the Australian players can do so as well. It did seem a few times that the Australians had the the, uh, the rags out trying to get some dew off the ball. Mitchell Stark bowled a waist-high full toss that looked like it had slipped, so maybe there's that as well. But I think, yeah, the key moment of, of the innings was, was Josh Hazelwood on the boundary dropping uh, Williamson, uh, and that poor old Stark after that really copped a pummeling. His first three overs went for 50. He bowled a good final over, came back. I wouldn't have given him wouldn't have given him the final ever, but credit to him, he bowled that quite well. And well, you wouldn't have picked him in the match. I wouldn't have, and um, you know, you'd have to say at this stage that um, <laughs> I've been vindicated. <laughs> well, we'll see uh, with the result. I thought Australia's bowlers, uh, apart from Stark, bowled pretty well. Josh Hazelwood, four overs, three wickets for sixteen. A big comeback performance after copping a bit of tap in the semi-finals. Glenn Maxwell, three overs, none for twenty-eight. He copped a little bit of stick. Pat Cummins, four overs, none for 27. Really liked the way Cummins bowled at the death overs. He took the pace off the yeah. ball. And, you know, actually the, the New Zealand side were threatening to get up much closer to 200 the way they were going. But yep. he and Hazelwood helped bring that back. Uh, Stark obviously leaked a few from the other end, but without Cummins we might have been um, chasing a lot more. I think Stark's third over went for 22 and then um... – Cummins and Hazelwood bowled the next two overs and really, as you say, dragged things back. And so it was interesting, like Martin Guptill, 28 off 35. Uh, is that an innings that if New Zealand ultimately don't win this World Cup, they'll look back on and think, what's doing there? That's very, very unlike Martin Guptill. You think if he's going to face 35 balls, he's going to score at least 40-something and probably much more than that. So, yeah, I'm 
relatively optimistic at the innings break. I'm worried by Crick Viz giving it 55-45. Who are they giving it to 55-45? New Zealand. Wow, um, interesting. And the fact that Shane Watson on commentary saying that it's a bit too paced, but I just come back to Williamson. If he can score that quickly, then, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my tip at the innings break is that I, I, I'm slightly more confident about Australia winning than I was um, before a ball was bowled. Um, but, yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be interesting. And just continuing on with the bowling figures, Adam Zampa, four overs, one for 26. He continues his excellent yep. tournament. He has uh, far exceeded my expectations, uh, really came out well again tonight. And Mitchell Marsh, the other bowler, one over, none for 11. So he was expensive in that over. You know, you mentioned Martin Guptill's innings. And I guess if, if New Zealand do lose tonight, they will look at that innings and that first 10 overs and think they haven't been adventurous enough. We mm. saw it with um, Pakistan in the semi-final. They were quite conservative their first 10 overs and they were a bit short. And that's my worry. If you're a Kiwi fan out there, you know, were the New Zealanders a bit um, starstruck by the big occasion in those first 10 overs? Um, they came out of the blocks, I think, um, the, the 11th over went for plenty. And from there, they, they were pretty um, aggressive for the rest of the innings, but was it a little bit too late? Um, yeah. Yeah, because not only Guptill, but also Glenn Phillips, 18 from 17, um, Daryl Mitchell, 11 from 8. So strange. I, I can't put my finger on it at the moment. Was it just a, an, an innings of absolute pure class from Kane Williamson that maybe the Australian innings will will put that further into context as what, what a fine innings it was? Or did his um, fellow New Zealand batsman go a bit too slowly? All righty. Well, I can see the Aussie opening batsman taking strike. So that's it for our very quick halftime show. We've sorted out the audio. Paul and I will be going live after play to react to the chase. Whatever happens, win, lose, tie, super over. We'll be here live at the end of play. Thanks, everybody, for watching. All I'll say is... Trent Bolt against Aaron Finch. I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> Is he out yet? No, come on. Not yet. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.